0: while well, I'm here. The same line that I used when I started therapy. While well, I'm here. <laughs> hey, I'm Mary Snyder, and this is Trauma Talks. I'm not sure how old I was when I started noticing that like things weren't the way that I thought they were supposed to be. I used to just think my life was wrong. I used to literally tell people, like. I had a perfect life. Like, I had perfect parents and I had a perfect life. And, like, I used to tell people that, like, I was so lucky because my parents weren't divorced. I still believe that. I I still believe that my parents not being divorced is great. I still think that's awesome. But sometimes I wonder if I would have taken divorced parents over the trauma. My life was as chaotic as I can remember from as long as I can remember. There was... Drug abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, manipulation. I was robbed. I was robbed of my childhood. I was robbed of materialistic items. I was, ret- I was robbed of experiences and memories. And this isn't to say it was all bad. Like my whole childhood wasn't just an absolute crapshoot. There was good times. I feel like with any any childhood, like there, there was good times. Like there weren't, it wasn't like horrible all the time. I think that now, though, as an adult, the things that happened to me, while they didn't seem horrible then, and like I still remember happy you know, memories from my childhood, I think they're more horrible now because they're affecting me in my everyday life in more ways than I ever would have thought as a kid. I have severe anxiety, specifically with my health. Once a week, if not every other week, I'm convinced I have cancer of some sort. I'm always convinced that I'm sick with something, and it's something completely outlandish. It's never something normal like a cold. I'm 32 years old, and once a month I'm convinced I'm having a heart attack. A lot of that is trauma-based. A lot of that is because of the way that I was brought up and the responses that were given to me when something happened. You hear so much about gentle parenting, and a lot of... People, specifically people who are my parents' age, get mad at the idea of gentle parenting and they think that everyone's just sensitive now. But I watch one of my best friends, gentle parent her daughter, and I look at her and I think, man, if my mom had raised me that way, would I sleep through the night? If my mom had loved me that way, would I love my husband better? I don't spend a whole lot of time trying to think about what happened. As far as like, well, if it was like this, then my life would be better this way because my trauma created me. Obviously, I wish it didn't happen and I I wish I was raised differently. But my trauma allows me to be here today so that I can talk about how I'm healing from it and how I'm growing through it. So that ultimately I can help other people who are suffering silently. Nobody with trauma should have to suffer by themselves. I did for so many years. And... It was catastrophic and at one point my unresolved trauma almost destroyed my marriage. I think it's really important to speak up and speak out about what happened to you no matter what kind of trauma it is, whether it's sexual abuse or whether it's domestic violence or verbal abuse or literally anything that has caused you to have a traumatic event in your life, I think that it's really important that people talk about it and I think it's really important that the people who are being told about the trauma listen with an open mind because until you have been traumatized or until you know someone who has been traumatized, you will never know what they go through on a daily basis. You will never know what goes through their head or how they're dealing or suffering or what they're thinking. Being put in any traumatizing situation is something I would never want anyone to go through, but so many of us have, especially people who were raised in the 80s and the 90s. It was just a different type of parenting. And It was just a different world. And not to say that like, I'm traumatized because of the parenting that happened. I'm traumatized for other reasons because of actual abuse that happened to me, but, there's so many people who have unresolved issues and unhealed trauma that they're afraid to speak about because they're afraid of the way other people are going to perceive them. I was terrified of how people were going to perceive me. I for the longest time I didn't talk about my trauma to anybody but my husband And for the first five years of our marriage, I really didn't even talk about it in detail. He knows my parents, he knew what kind of people they were and what kind of people they are, but he didn't know what was going on when I was a kid and into, honestly, my my mid to late 20s. There was so much manipulation and control that I wasn't even allowing myself to be in a marriage with my husband. I was in a marriage with my husband and my mom and my dad and my family and everybody else that came along with it. I have spent the last two years in therapy and cut off from my parents trying to navigate that. And that has been a whole thing. (laughs) Learning that you have trauma is almost like looking at yourself in the mirror and then removing a mask. It's almost like you knew it was there, but like you didn't know It was there, you know, like I think your subconscious obviously knows you're traumatized, but I think there's so much fear in facing it and talking about it and opening up about it that you just kind of shove it down farther and farther and farther and farther until you're 29 years old, getting in a fight with your husband, exploding and realizing, oh my God, I need help. And talking to someone and saying, I think I need to talk to somebody. And then finally taking that step. I will never forget my first therapy appointment with my therapist, who I absolutely adore. I still see her today. I've seen her for over two years, and she, I can confidently say she changed my life. The first appointment I had with her was on a Tuesday, and it was in the middle of the afternoon, it was at one o'clock, and I remember being so mad and so anxious and just Telling myself, I don't want to go to that, I don't I don't want to go to therapy, I don't want to talk to this lady, I don't want to be around this lady, like, why am I going to talk to her? And already convincing myself that ma- no matter what I say to her or whatever we talk about, that she's A, not going to believe me, or B, that she's probably not going to validate me. And in the grand scheme of things, I really just wanted someone to validate my feelings, and I really just wanted someone to validate the way that I was feeling and that what I went through wasn't in my head. I think that's one of the biggest things about trauma and being traumatized is getting over the hump of telling yourself, it's just in my head, nothing happened, I was fine. No, no, you weren't fine. You weren't safe, you weren't protected. No one came to save you. No one was protecting you when you needed protection the most. It's not in your head. Everything that you're feeling, Every scary moment that you think happened probably did. There's nothing wrong with talking about it and it didn't just happen in your head. That was a real moment. Trauma is so complex. It is not black and white and it is not just being hurt and not being hurt. Every single day you have to take as it comes. Every single moment where a trigger happens, you have to, take it literally as it shows up. And sometimes you probably don't even know that you have triggers. Sometimes you probably don't even understand why you're acting a certain way or why you're going through a certain emotion. Because if you have unhealed trauma or unprocessed trauma, you're not going to know that you're not going to understand that. And so you have to find out why you're feeling that way. Or you have to look inside and be like, okay, what's going on with me? Like, why am I feeling this way? And a lot of people don't even know they have unresolved trauma. There's a lot of people that don't even know they were traumatized. That's probably the scariest part is there's so many people that still think that nothing bad happened to them. And so they're reacting to a different point of their life or to something different in their life because of what traumatic event happened to them. And they don't even know it. They don't even have any idea. And they may never have an idea not everyone in the world will will heal from their trauma not everyone will will get help for the things that happened to them my mom never did and that's a really big point of contention in our relationship and that's a really big issue on why i'm no contact with my parents because my family in general as a whole has so much unresolved trauma that every single day they're battling themselves and they don't even know it because they have trauma that they don't wanna talk about. I think a lot of people have this idea that, that trauma is black and white or, or that no one's gonna listen to them or if they speak out about what happened to them that it's either gonna change the idea or the way that someone looks at them or that when they do speak out, no one's gonna care. I promise you, somebody cares. Somebody is willing to listen to your heart. Somebody is willing to listen to your pain. Somebody's waiting for you to open up because they know that you're suffering in silence and they're just waiting for you to come to them. Healing from your trauma, talking about your trauma, exploring your trauma, all of these things are unbelievably complex and they will take you the rest of your life and that's terrifying and that's scary and you probably wanna just ignore this and go back under the sheets and cry about it and I get it, I get it. But you have to talk about it. You have to get up and you have to decide, this is it, I have to tell somebody. I have to talk about it. You don't have to go out seeking apologies from the people who hurt you You may want to, you're going to want to, because most of you just want an apology. I'm here to tell you, you're not gonna get that. There are a few of us who do. There are a few lucky people who make amends with the people who hurt them or the events that traumatize them. But if you're solely getting up in the morning, trying to heal your trauma, specifically looking for whoever hurt you to apologize, stop. Change your perspective on why you're healing from that trauma. Change the way that you're looking at it because no one's coming to apologize to you. They weren't there to apologize to you before, and they're sure as heck not coming to apologize to you today. But I have really good news. You don't need them to apologize to you. You can continue on in your life, and you can thrive without an apology. You don't need their apology to make your healing happen. You are going to be a strong, incredible human being, regardless of what they say to you. Because even if they came to you tomorrow and they apologize to you, is it really gonna make you feel better? Are you really gonna believe it? Do you genuinely believe that they're sorry? I've had so many apologies from my family that I know they only said specifically so that we could just move on from this moment. That's not the goal, especially if you're not ready to move on. You don't have to move on from that if you're not ready. They had their time when they were traumatizing you, when they were abusing you, when you were being hurt and unprotected and unshielded. They had their time. It's your time now. It is your time to heal. It is your time to explore your emotions. It is your time to speak out to talk about what happened to you, to talk about why you feel the way you feel about what happened to you, you don't have to move on yet. You don't have to heal yet. You can take your time. If you wanna take the slow road, take the slow road. There's no wrong answer in healing your trauma in talking about your trauma, in exploring your feelings, in seeking out the people that, that hurt you or finding new ones to help you. There's no wrong answer, but it's about you. It's about your feelings, your traumatic events, and how you're going to get from A to B. Not even A to Z, because honey, that takes a really long time. I'm pretty sure I'm only at like F, but it's in your time. It's your trauma, it's your time, it's your healing, and it's your moment. And you get to make all those decisions now. Speak out about your trauma, talk to somebody, I know you're scared. I know you're absolutely terrified. Trust me, there are days where I'm still terrified to talk about the things that happened to me. I'm really hoping that in the weeks of this podcast that those stories come out and as I talk to them, I give you strength and you you feel strong and you want to talk about those things. But it takes time. But you've got to say something. Find one person Find a group of people, find a therapist, find somebody who's going to listen to you and feed into you and breathe new life into you and, and breathe new life into you and support you and be there for you because I promise you they exist. They're out there. They exist. And you shouldn't have to live in the pain that you've been living in. You shouldn't have to sit in the silence and suffer silently. No one should have to. This is about you now. It's always been about you. You just have to make sure that everyone knows that this time, it's about you and your healing and your journey. Not about them or their feelings or what they're going through. They had that. They had that time. It's about you and what you're going through and how you want to handle it and how you want to deal with it. I spent so much time as a kid being told about other people's feelings and other people's emotions, and how they feel and how how their emotions are more important, and how you know I should tuck mine away. And even if it wasn't said directly to me, it was it was shown to me. I had a boyfriend one time, and I liked this guy a lot. I actually gave him my virginity, and that was a very big point in my life because I was raised Christian. And coming up, my mom always told me that boys would specifically break up with me because I wouldn't have sex with them. And at twenty one I decided, well, I really like this one. I like this one a lot. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give him the whole world. He can have it all. And then he won't break up with me. And I'm sure the rest of y'all know where this is going. He did. <laughs> he broke up with me and it wasn't after I had given him my virginity. We dated for about another month after that, but he had broken up with me, and I came home crying, and I ran upstairs to my bed, and I was upset, and I was crying, and I didn't say anything to my mom, and she comes up to my room, and she goes, what's wrong? And I told her, oh, you know, he broke up with me, and she starts crying and starts saying how it's her fault that he broke up with me, and I went from immediately... I went from crying to completely dry. No waterworks. no crying, nothing. While I sat there and I patted her on the back. And I told her, no mom, it's okay. It's not your fault, it's okay. During one of the most traumatic events of my 20s, I stopped crying so that I could cater to my mom's feelings. That one carried me for a while. <laughs> that one was really hard. But that was normal. I spent my entire life catering to my mom's feelings, catering to someone else's feelings. I still do that today, but not because I feel like I need to because it's, it's a trauma response. And I'm like, oh my goodness, so and so is crying. I need to take care of that. Oh my goodness, so-and-so is sick. I need to deal with that. It's all a trauma response. And I spent so much time focusing on, on her and her emotions That now at 32, no, it's my turn. It's my turn for my emotions. It's my turn to cry. I'm not crying over boyfriends and virginity and (laughs) things like that because I'm married to a man who borderline worships me. But I get to cry now and I get to be upset and I get to feel all the things, which is really hard, by the way if you were wondering. Feeling your emotions is so hard, but it's your turn. It's not their turn anymore. You get to do everything. it's hard, it's it's really hard, it's gonna be hard. But if this is something that you wanna chase after and you wanna heal from every horrible thing that's happened to you, I'm giving you permission. (laughs) You can do it. I did it, I came from narcissistic abuse, drug abuse, I mean emotional manipulation, waking up to screaming fights at 3 a.m. where mom was walking out the door and that was a normal thing. It happened monthly. I came from so much bad and so much dark and I'm working through it and I'm processing it and while my trauma probably doesn't match yours and it's probably completely different and Maybe you suffer from sexual abuse, or maybe you suffer from domestic violence, or maybe you suffer from you know a parent just beating on you. You can do it. I promise you can do it. We all are stronger than we think we are. We're all so much stronger than we think we are. And sometimes you just need someone to tell you that you're strong. But what you don't know is that you are already so strong because you are here today. You went through all of those things. You were hurt by all of those people, and you're here today. You're listening to this today. It's time to speak out. It's time to talk about it. It's time to heal from it. I know you're scared, and I know you're worried about the opinions of others. I am. I was, I will be. Sometimes that doesn't go away, and that's okay. You're gonna have responses from your trauma. Those things may never go away, but it's time to heal from them and learn to grow around them. It's time to learn how to cope with those trauma responses and those triggers. My best friend passed away a week ago today, and her husband was trying to call me to tell me, and I misunderstood his text message. And I thought that in his text message, he wanted me to cater to someone else's feelings. He wanted me to talk to somebody else about my best friend because she was in the hospital. And I blew him off. And I told him, I'm not doing that. I don't wanna talk to you right now. I'm in meetings, I'll talk to you later. And 45 minutes after the first text where he was trying to get a hold of me, she passed away. He called me that night at 6.30 and I ignored the call. Because I was frustrated because I didn't want to cater to someone else's health. I missed the call. I continued on with my night and I went out to dinner with my husband. At 10.30 that night, my best friend's husband had posted on Facebook that she had passed during the day. It's not his fault, but I found out on Facebook. And I was out in public and I completely fell apart. And I carry a lot of guilt about that entire day and I've spent every single day since then crying about it because I missed the call that she wasn't here anymore. And the reason that I missed the call is because I have a trauma response to catering to other people's illnesses because my mom was in and out of the hospital almost my whole life, and I was the one that everyone called when they wanted to know how she was doing. When I was 13, and she told me she had breast cancer when I was 17, when she went into the hospital. When I was 20, when she almost died, I was the one that had to take the phone calls. So when my best friend's husband called me, or texted me to tell me something was going on, I thought that he wanted me to tell everyone else. And I didn't want that burden. I didn't want that responsibility. In reality, he was trying to tell me that she was gone. And I don't know how long I'm gonna spend trying to forgive myself for that. But the worst part about it is that it's because it's a trauma response. Because of what happened to me as a kid. And I'm working on it daily. And I'm working towards it. And four years ago I would not be telling anyone this. (laughs) Let alone putting it on my podcast for hundreds of people to listen to. But those things will affect you. They will still affect you. You will have so many triggers and so many trauma responses, and that's okay. Because what I wouldn't have done four years ago was recognize that. I wouldn't have allowed myself to try to forgive myself. Growing from your trauma is going to be one of the hardest things you'll do. But I promise you when I tell you that it's so worth it. Learning to feel your emotions is going to suck. You are going to hate it in the beginning. Learning to revisit all of the bad stuff that happened to you, it's going to keep you up at night, but only for a little while. And once you get past the ickiness of it and you start to come out on the other side and you start to grow, you're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel empowered and you're going to feel strong. And you're going to want to talk about it. You might even want to start a podcast one day. Who knows? But the first step is talking about your trauma finding someone who's going to listen to you, finding someone who's going to love on you, and talk about your trauma. Because that's where it starts.